Welcome to another episode of Hobby Night in Canada. I'm Steve, and with me tonight is... Hello! I'm Ward. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Mike. And Dan. All right, so I guess we should jump into what we've been working on in This Week in Hobby. Uh, I think, Mike, you're the winner again. Yeah. Want to tell us what you've been up to? I've been up to a lot of painting. I got a lot of dystopian stuff done. Cool. Um, tiny flyers, some smalls. I also got a lot of... Uh, Privateer Press stuff done for uh, War Machine, uh, a caster, two light war jacks, and three heavy war jacks. I'm actually enjoying painting them qu- up quite a bit right now, actually. Not bad. Those really? are Retribution? Yeah. Sorry, Retribution, yeah. And uh, we went with the black and purple instead of white and light green or whatever which, it is. Which we were talking about in the car yesterday. Uh, he basically stole one of Ward's old color schemes, but it is looking pretty good. Oh. Um, <laughs> That's okay. It's primer black. It's pretty it's quick. It's okay. To paint. Take my thunder. That's fine, <laughs> man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think your uh, freehand though is looking pretty good. It's gonna oh yeah, yeah. Top. I did all the ret signs for. I think it's the third army or, uh, that's in the ret book because there's the first wave. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, they have their own like yeah. heraldry crests for crest different for houses. Each. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Ward. <laughs> all right, so I think I'm actually in second place. I yeah. managed to finish up. A uh, bunch of tiny flyers. Uh, I think I got 22 of those done. And I finished up a Moloch, so I'll put me at, I think, 27. That uh, appears to be the case. Um, yeah, nothing crazy. The Moloch was a ton of fun. Got a whole bunch of gore and stuff going on there. And uh, Wardo? I built some models. Nice. What? Sorry, you did absolutely nothing. <laughs> hey, man. Sorry, what? Uh, We're taking built models. Building, How many did you build? for me. Uh, a dozen. So I finished up a my Black Six Dragons. Points. The Black Dragons. Double really Dragon? Clear. No, sorry. So you got six points. <laughs> yeah, no, six points. Uh, Go full on 8-bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I built up the unit of Kedor Black Dragons, so I drilled out all of their hands and put poles in their hands. And, uh, Whoa, that's yeah. what she said. Mm-hmm. Brass rod. Or just rod, whatever you want. <laughs> so. Yeah, that is actually one thing you don't miss a lot with the GW Plastics. You don't have to do that a lot, but you really have to do a lot of pinning. Yeah, yeah. as a guy with the Dogs of War army... They had so many tiny little humans with those like four inch pikes. Yeah, those those are going to cause you more headaches than necessary if you don't swip, switch them out for brass. Yeah, I've Such got uh, the, the reciprocators for my army that all have spears that can stab around corners. So I got to fix those. I've had I've had a lot of people ask me. They're like, "Oh, hey, do you want to do another unit?" And why would you want? At to? first, I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, yeah, it doesn't take me very long." And then after this unit, I'm like, "Oh my god, no, I don't want to." <laughs> Uh, it's enough. It's enough. Nice. If I if I talk about buying another unit of uh, pikemen, just like slap me, please. Okay. All well, right. Noted. I don't mind. I'll we, do that. You've, everybody in this room is willing to take that up. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, do it for free. Dan, what do you? That only goes to? for the people in the room, by the way. So. Yeah, you internet kids, oh. don't just hit them in the street for no reason. <laughs> please don't. I uh, will pay you money if you do, though. Okay. Well, Mike might pay you, but I, I'm gonna <laughs> not say no. Don't do that. All right, um, so anyway, for myself, um, this week, the only thing that I finished painting was another fire spray for um, X-Wing. 
So I have the third one of my Seattle Seahawks like color scheme trifecta. It is insane green. Yes, the insanely <laughs> bright green, which works really, really well as like a little pinstripe accent color. As like the main color is more than a little bit overwhelming. It is more for comedic effect than anything. <laughs> the fact that you have three fire sprays is for comedic effect. Is yeah, I think the... I'm going to need to have a fourth one now so I can have like a traditional color scheme too. Is that the privateer press green? The... It is necrotite green. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking of. It yeah. is insanely bright. Again, on a small scale, like as an accent color, it's fine. But covering the entire like large flat surfaces, it's like, holy shit, that's green. Okay, now I know you uh, didn't paint it a solid green. Can you talk a little bit about what you did to sort of weather it? Yeah, I did um, some use of the Vallejo chipping medium. So I painted it like a mottled, rusty, uh, reddish-brown color and sponged on a little bit of um, a couple of different shades of reddish-browns. And then um, I put a sprayed on a layer of the chipping medium and sprayed on a layer of the, uh, I guess, multiple layers of the green. And then when you go over with like a moistened toothbrush and like toothpicks and stuff, you can chip it off and get those like rusty underneath colors coming out. And it gives a really cool texture. It's really fast, a lot more control than some of the other weathering techniques. And yeah, it is certainly, certainly a lot of fun to play around with. Um, don't know if it would work on a lot of smaller scale things like infantry. It might be a little bit tricky, but I think it'd be a little overkill actually. And yeah, scare some yeah, yeah. I, I think you start to lose it after a certain size yeah, when it gets so small. You have to actually, I think, do it with brush. So, at that point. but yeah, still definitely a lot of fun and uh, added some depth and everything to the model fairly quickly. But um, so that guy, as one of the larger scale, he was worth the five points. And Tom, who is uh, not with us tonight, yeah, he's not feeling well, but he painted up another. Uh, named character solo type person. I can't remember the name. Fiona the Black. Is that a thing? Yes. Sure. Is that Absolutely. <laughs> so it just popped into my head. I think I'm glad you remembered it, so, Tom. So what's I the totally point totals for everybody here going? Uh, Tom got three. I got five. And then Ward got six for his uh, yeah. shenanigans. Um, Steve, 27, and uh, Mike with 64. You're nice. all slackers. <laughs> okay, oh, and well, John, no. John, John Wong had an off week. He, Steve. he only Steve painted 197 points. Yeah, yeah I know. We ha <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about slackers. Look at yourself. <laughs> Why weren't you painting 200 points, Mike? In a week. Come on. Get serious here. Apparently nine monstrous creatures yesterday is what I've heard. Yeah, something like so. that. Some unholy amount of um, Tyranids, like monsters, all in the same day. Yeah, no, so. that's upsetting. I painted one. <laughs> I painted one, John. What is your problem? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's almost done. And well, the contest is almost done, too. So yeah, um, one more podcast. So what's the, the current running tally? What are we at right now? Yeah, running in and uh, you know zooming out, taking the overall view of the contest. Uh, we have, it's still reasonably close. Um, John is sitting at 743, and we are at 562. Not what I would consider a shellacking, but we're getting close. I was expecting us to get like doubled or tripled up, so I mean, this is awesome. Like puff legged? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Someone should Google that at your own peril. Uh, <laughs> moving on uh, to the news section. Uh, the biggest uh, announcement, I guess, is uh, Space Wolves are out this week. Um, the Codex came out on Saturday. Yes, as sir. well as all of the new models. I think they were actually out last week, though, if I'm not correct. For yeah, these. I think some of the some of the first ones were the out flyer, last right? week, and then the second round, I think, is out uh, this Saturday, and I'm not sure if there's going to be a third week, Yeah, or they may just be moving directly into Grey Knights. So the funny story about that, apparently if you bought the online uh, e-codex version for your iPad, uh, you also got the Grey Knights Army Builder uh, with all the updated... Points, values, and listed rules. Uh, not the specifics of the rules, but the named 
rules, uh, which kind of foreshadowed that, yeah, Grey Knights are next. So go, GW. <laughs> uh, that's coming out in the White Dwarf on Saturday is the pre-orders, I guess, will be going up then. The other piece of news in the 40k world, in, I guess in uh, gaming uh, world in general, was the ETC was this weekend in Serbia. So European team cha- championships for Which those... Which also isn't game. European anymore, because the US was there, and I think a couple other countries, including Canada, yep. um, in Flames of War, and we have to give a shout out to our uh, friend Danny and I think he took second. Yeah, he appears to have finished second place in uh, Flames of War singles, so I mean, wow. that's fantastic. I mean, yeah, amazing the competition job. doesn't get much tougher than that, and uh, he cleaned up, so... Well, it gets one, well tough, done. one tougher. Yes. <laughs> it does oh, get wow. one tougher. I guess there's one guy that has slightly larger bragging rights, but Sorry, uh, still, that's, Sorry, that's awesome. So congratulations, so again, Danny. We aren't sure if that's official or what, but we seem to have seen that on Facebook. Yeah, so we're I, saw, going with I saw him tagged in a photo on Facebook, so <laughs> I assumed it was legit. <laughs> yeah, he was holding the trophy, so unless he's lying to everyone. Sorry for calling you out on air. Uh... From the 40k world uh, side of things, the uh, interesting point there is Spain slid to ninth position. Uh, apparently, their normal showing wasn't so good. U.S. also, I think, came in fourth. So Spain took inspiration from the World Cup? Yep. Uh, beyond mm. that, um, the ETC, there's not much uh, coming out for what lists actually won. So when we have some more information on um, what actually took first place and that kind of thing... We'll come back at you with more uh, info there. Sounds good. Um, the other thing that I'm super excited about is some new Drop Zone Commander stuff. Oh, it's exciting. Mike. Resistance is coming up. Uh, Hawk Games uh, actually put up uh, Resistance for pre-order now. Uh, and I got to tell you, they look hot. Uh, the yep, buses. Well, if you see them painted up, the buses look incredible. Yeah, the school buses with machine guns on top of them look Just pretty look. cool. And also the paint job on those are really good. Yeah, like, they look very amazing. orky almost. Yeah, mm. but it, it is. They did a really good job. Uh, whoever painted them up, they look gorgeous. Uh, I love that. You know what? I love the planes and the helicopters that they got going to. And it's just cool that they got trucks and bikes and buses. It's got a real feel to it. It's got a real ragtag feel. feel Like it it should. It's like it should. Absolutely. A little bit, uh, a little bit Terminator too. I'd almost say too. Yeah, I would agree. And yeah, it's it's got a lot of flavor. If you're interested, check it out. They got some smoky hot models going on here, and they definitely and, add like a very different style that none yeah. of the other factions. Yeah, and it's definitely to. unique in its own way. It is a cross between semi-modern to old, and you can definitely see that it's the stuff that got left behind. It's, oh, totally. It's, it's, it's done very well. Their main battle tank, I really like, because it reminds me of the Command and Conquer Mammoth. Yes, yeah, I was yes, actually picking uh, that yeah. tune I first saw. Um, which I... It's been, it's been a while. Which is, I think there's another podcast out there that also made the same conclusion, but uh, I like it. I'm into it. Uh, their bikes... Pretty cool. And also their elite infantry, I think, are just a bunch of dudes wielding chainsaws and, like, Pickaxes and hammers and stuff, stuff. yeah. (laughs) Very elite. Pretty hard. Pretty serious dudes. Um, But, yeah, their stuff isn't uh, out for sale yet, but I think it is up for pre-order. Yeah, it is. Like I said, up for pre-order, and most of it is released in uh, September. You probably won't see it hitting Canada until about October, to be honest. I think you might have some trouble also getting it. I think its availability might be reduced after the first week, is my guess. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to pick it up. It seems pretty popular, so if you're interested in it, uh, getting your pre-orders in probably isn't a bad idea. I think we'll put some of those pictures up too. Oh, definitely. Um, The next thing we should move on to is the Vaydrif. 
Vaydreth. 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 I play a lot of, of Firestorm. I wrote down spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't feel like even trying to yeah, pronounce or that. Yeah, this is all you. This, Tell us about this, this one. This one's me. Uh, so they released uh, pre-orders are up for the Vaydreth uh, for Firestorm Armada for Spartan Games. Um, they came in a few box sets. Uh, bear with me for a quick second, but um, they are... Uh, they're coming out with all resin ships now. Uh, you can pick them up at the end of September is the pre-order. And uh, yeah, I'm liking the look. It's it's quite boxy for their look right now. Are they the ones that are like the little reverse octopus things with like all the tentacles? Almost? No, 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 no. That's the Aquans. The Vaydreth are... Yeah, yeah they, they're not boxy at all. Their ships are very like... The Aquans are... They look like squids. Like their ships are very smooth and okay, those hydrodynamic. Must, those must have been the ones I was looking at like the previous couple of weeks. On I think their Lang Facebook was group. playing them. Uh, no, the the Aquans. No, uh, Nathan, 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 Nathan was playing them. Plays, That's though. right. Sorry for anybody that doesn't know them, but uh, we have a friend that plays the Aquans. But I don't think anybody's playing the uh, Vaydreth yet. I, I have some Vaydreth. They're more of a Marauder fleet. They're oh, okay, they're gotcha. an expansion. Uh, but they have uh, they fight with the Cerulians, which is which is the ones that I play. Sure. So they've they've <laughs> got they've got gunships. Um, the original incarnation of them really kind of looked like the Prometheus with like the four big engines off the back. Gotcha. These ones are going to be a little bit more bo- uh, uh, clunky looking, I guess. They have the, a similar design so aesthetic to the Aquans, but they definitely are more like straddled, strapped together. They kind of don't look really smooth. So they've got a few box sets coming out. They've got the gunship box set, the cruiser group, um, the the patrol fleet, and then I believe one more. No, that's it. The three boxes. Cool. That's a pretty good spread. So, so yeah. What? A, okay. Mike wants to talk about one other thing. Then the so. Chinese dragon dreadnought is coming out. It looks really cool. Oh, we forgot about that. That's for the. Uh, that's for dystopian. Yeah, it's for dystopian. Yeah, yeah. Lot, lots of Chinese stuff is getting re-released yeah. here right away. In box new box sets and such. The too, dragon so. is. For that's their what is it robot or whatever? It's a robotic yeah. flying dreadnought from what I've gleaned. Should be pretty ridiculous. Nice. Yeah, but um, it's <laughs> the big one that we want to move on to that just was announced this week. That's super exciting uh, for one person in this room at least. Is Star Wars Armada? Hey, two, yeah, two, three, two people, three people. Okay, so everybody, I think. Yeah, I think pretty much everybody's into that. Um, Star Wars Armada is um, supposed to be coming out early 2015. It is just has just been released, or sorry, announced by um, Fantasy Flight Games. So its um, models will be better. I want to be friends with it. <laughs> Don't we all? But uh, yeah, so it's um, it seems like kind of um, whereas X Wing is a lot more the individual fighters, and it's a very more like zoomed in sort of a game. This is a fleet. This action. is very much the fleet game. It's not a squad based game. This is a fleet game. So um, the starter set in this example is going to come with a victory class star destroyer, a uh, Nebulon B frigate, and um, the Curlian corvette, as well as um, tokens for different formations of X Wings, Tie fighters. Yeah. So this thing that fighter I really, stands and stuff too. The thing that I really liked about this is they announced that the large ships will be pre painted. But the uh, squadron little fighter tokens aren't, and they're yeah, kind they're of pretty, like, they're tiny. They're very tiny, but they look like if anybody is aware, uh, knows the attack wing fighter squadrons, they kind of resemble that. Yeah, I've heard got some three on a stand. I've heard some people describe them as like the little menorah uh, flight stands. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, um, I think a lot of them. I don't know if they're actually representational, but they they all have like three or four um, on the pegs, and they sound pretty cool too. Where. Um, 
like in the rules, it, it sounds like there are going to be character fighters as well. Oh, really? Like um, in the quick, quick little brief that they mention Ooh. on the website, they talk about um, Luke's X-Wing squadron. They can ignore oh. shields when they're doing attack runs on capital so, ships. So each base will be like a squadron. Like yep. Red Squadron will be on one, Gold Squadron on Presumably. Another. We don't, Theoretically. Yeah, yeah, don't have all the details sort of a thing. but um, That's super cool. But yeah, so the, the large capital ships should be able to be escorted by and potentially like even launch additional fighters um, similar to yeah, like the Gothic. Yeah, the Star Destroyer right? has got to be able to launch more, uh, more ties. There's, that would be ridiculous if they couldn't. But the thing that I was also interested in is apparently their movement uh, template is... This proprietary sort of like snake. Yeah, you basically <laughs> fold it out into into a shape. I'm assuming what your maneuver dial or your yeah, path, is, or your path is going to be. Yeah, actually, so you right? you have to move a minimum number of sections. Yeah, on it, so, this. it sounds like the ships move this virtually the same speed no matter what they do. But um, for every increment on the measuring stick, it has a hinge that clicks into the different rotations, and depending on your maneuvering dial, it tells you which maneuvers you can do at each joint on the stick, and then you just fly... If you have a speed of three, you fly three segments ahead on the maneuvering stick, and you can do multiple turns and zigzags and stuff along the way. Wow. It looks really interesting. The maneuver looks really complex. The other thing that I kind of... I'm interested to see how this turns out is... It almost looks like they've implemented a, a hero clicks type system with your shields. Yes, there's shields each on each facing side. On each has face. a shield yeah. with a little dial on the base. Yeah, the, the hit points um, and the attacks and everything are different for each facing. And I believe there's a rule as well where two of two of your firing arcs per turn can fire. Yeah, that's it. So you can fire your broadsides or like one your port side and the prow, that kind of thing. So yep. should be pretty interesting how that all works. And it is still a full dice game as well. Like um, the game, again, we don't really know how everything works, but it has black dice, red dice, and blue dice. And each one seem to be like for different types of weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, so. it looks Ooh. like they actually have a, a their firing range ruler had different dice. It almost seemed to look uh, marked out on it. So it, depending on the range, you could like fire ion cannons. I'm guessing. I don't know. It could be um, each dice has a better chance. So like I mean like yeah if, totally like, yeah. Um, yeah they could be like close range dice versus super long dungeon range explore. Dice. Yeah. So like yeah like. Green, green dice, dice green red, dice, you'll hit more have dice. more hit points, and that's you can fire in range one. That, I don't know. That, that we're totally we're totally guessing here, but guesstimation. We thought, we thought blue might be ion. That's all. There wasn't a lot of science. There wasn't a lot of thought beyond <laughs> blue ion. Yay! Yeah, it does does sound really cool. the The scale of the game is something that I know a lot of players are really into. Um, a lot of yeah. guys when X Wing was first announced, this is what they thought it was going to be. So it'll be a little bit closer to the attack wing in a sense where you're getting the big capital ships, you're getting the real honest-to-God fleet battles. I mean, it's this is what cool. attack wing should be. Let's be honest here. Because attack wing at the X-wing scale for rule sets doesn't give you the feel that it probably should have. This is what attack wing should, should be. I've already been asked for my Onslaught event in the spring to have a... Armada? Armada, of course. <laughs> really? That's yeah. awesome. Team Ford, Focus, Team Ford Focus put in the, the official request already. Team Black Ford Focus. Black Ford Focus. Sorry, yeah, don't forget yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> there may be another Team Ford Focus out there. We don't want to get you confused. <laughs> don't want to have you confused but, with um, Team Green Ford Focus. But yeah, so that is that has definitely caught the eye of a large number of our local gamers, and I'm sure that thing will take off because X-Wing is one of the most popular games right now, and a lot of the X-Wing players, like I said, this is exactly what they were wanting all along, so... I'm yeah, it sounds great. We're really excited. Grab it in the first month. You ain't grabbing it for six months. Yes, that's another one. We're pre-order. <laughs> it's a fantasy flight game, so <laughs> yeah. it's gonna sell out. Pre-order as soon as you can, and I'm sure this thing is gonna fly off the shelf. So, two yeah. start, probably two starters. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Fantasy Flight has actually ever done a game that I really hated, and I 
I can't think of one. If you if you guys can think of one out there in the internet world, let us know. I'm right. sure there's somebody on the internet that has a negative opinion about something. Realm of Chaos, mm-hmm. probably like that weird fantasy. I've got that. We should play that. Really? That's yeah. amazing. I thought that no one bought that, which maybe is the one game people didn't like. Who knows? <laughs> we'll play it and we'll let you know there if you it's go. terrible. There's there's a bunch of pictures too of um, the Star Destroyers and the. Um, Nebulon? Did they post no, that on their own site? On, their, on the Switch, blog? Switch? Or yeah, that was on the, the Fantasy Flight Edge News, whatever they call their okay. news section. Cool. So the That's same nice. place where they do previews of expansions for existing games. They, yeah, they announced that just a couple days ago. I and there, may, there, might, there might be more details at Gen Con that we could report uh, in the next couple episodes as well. You have no idea That's how bad true. I want a Nebulon B just because of all the Jedi Knight games that I used to play. And that was always <laughs> the ship that you were on when you were like leaving with the Moldy Crow. So there better be a Nebulon B, which we know is going to be out there, and then yep. hopefully a Moldy Crow that doesn't suck. It'd be so cool if there was like a little tiny Millennium Falcon and stuff too that you oh. could buy later. It's like the size of a nickel. Yeah, nerdgasm right probably. now. I'd pay five dollars for that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I would probably well, take it to work. Pack. With yeah, yeah. I a pack of Millennium Falcons. Oh, that's no, ridiculous. Wait, wait, wait. You can have ridiculous. Wait, wait. Listen, listen. What about a K Fantasy Flight? Pay attention because uh, <laughs> they, they're listening. They should do a. Corillion pack with just a whole bunch of quarter vet variants or Corillion Cor- variants. You're having trouble saying Corellian. Oh my Corillion. goodness. I'm just having troubles today in general. So. That's okay. We'll, we'll let you go. You've probably been eaten alive by the mosquitoes. Don't have much blood left. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> anyways, moving on to game of the week. Uh, everybody here except for me. Oh no. Yeah, you know, you, everybody did play in the OP events for Attackwing. Yeah, I played in the one at Adventurers Guild and then my stomach exploded and I didn't get to go to the one at Thunderground that I was supposed to go to with everybody else. Like Chest bursters get you every time. Yep. Every you time. Come to that one too. You dumped us, man. <laughs> so I tried. We got, I got all the way to St. Albert and then Tom and I were eating and then his brain started exploring, exploding and my gut started exploding. So it was just a bad time. But um, anyway, let's, so let's, less about my intestinal distress. So let's, first, talk, let's talk about your the event one. Yeah, you, so Dan, you were the only one at the Adventurer's Guild uh, well, event, right? the only one of us. There were other yes. people there. Of course, you weren't <laughs> playing by yourself. There was no... Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, just keep going. Keep yeah, going, tell so, us about that one. Yeah, so on Monday, uh, we played month one of the Borg Collective OP. Uh, so there were five of us there. We drew our um, ex- little blind booster pack to round out our fleets where... We actually did things a little bit differently, where instead of um, most of their places were running, you have a 90-point fleet and then add the blind booster for another 30. Uh, this time around, we played with, you had 50 points, and then you could add your blind booster. So, interestingly enough, I was the only person there that uh, squeezed in two ships to my 50 points. Instead of just taking, like, you know, totally tooled up Voyager with a flagship and a million upgrades, I took a naked Voyager and uh, the Federation Starfighters. Okay. Yeah. So I figured that it seemed like a good idea at the time because uh, the board cube that is like running rampant and smashing everything in that scenario. Oh. Um, the one thing I thought might save me is that the the fighters you can only do yeah. you can only do two damage of them at them per attack. That's really smart. Actually. So with a little bit of luck, it was like you know you'd have to hit them three four times to Wait, take them down, right? Like, yeah. Go ahead and roll eight or nine dice. You can only cause two damage, right? Yeah, that's but, actually really um, smart. I like that. So it seemed like a good idea at the time, and the first game I got out to a really good start and, uh, you know, blew up the first enemy ship on the first shot and, you know, put some damage on his Negvar flagship and then proceeded to get obliterated by the cube while the Negvar was always, like, just out of range to get attacked. 
So, um, interestingly enough, by the end of the game, I the way we were scoring it, because we weren't 100% sure how the victory points worked, um, we were playing that you only got victory points for the stuff that you killed yourself. So whatever the <laughs> board cube kills doesn't count. It's just dead. Yeah. So at the end of the day... Yeah, that's ridiculous. Who gets a victory point for that? Like, yeah, so the... Your bo- opponent? Yay, he didn't so, do anything. So the Borg killed all of my ships. Yep. So that was no points left for Jonah, whereas I killed one of his ships. So apparently I won. It made... I don't know. <laughs> questionable sense, but... Um, so we may have been playing that wrong, but who cares? Because... Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the only game that I won. I mean, um, I won that game... I got the buy for round three in the second game. I got my face smashed in by uh, Jeff and the much better equipped Voyager. And because he had all those upgrade cards, the board kind of left it alone. They were happy just to eat the odd upgrade card off of his ship, but they weren't blasting it for five, six, seven damage at a time. So I ran out of ships fairly quickly in that one as well. (laughs) Gotcha. But it was definitely a lot of fun just to play something a little bit different with the 50-point core fleets plus the random expansion. And um, it, at least we're pretty sure it was random because 80% of us drew the uh, Dominion ship. So <laughs> it's either random or somebody has a lot of, Fer- uh, not Ferengi, has a lot of Bajorans and uh, what was the other? Uh, Marquis, Marquis. Yeah, there was the Marquis, Marquis, Marquis Romulans, Jeez. Klingons, Dominion, and Federation were the blind boosters. Yeah. So yeah, we, there were four, because there were t- two sets worth in the box. There were four um, Dominion patrol ships total and they were the first four to come out of the box. Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, we yeah. kind of uh, smashed the laws of probability in the face just to, like right off the bat to get the day started. Good. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it was a lot of fun. Everybody had a good time. Everybody really seemed to enjoy that alternate format. And the really fun part was that aside from the Borg tokens in the center of the board, there were no players playing Borg. Because 50 points to really? construct a Borg fleet, you get like a ship with one card. Yeah. Because they're, they're like 40 plus points for a naked ship. For the spheres even? The spheres, spheres, I think, are, are 38. 36 oh. for unnamed, 38 for yeah. unnamed. So no, you could get 10 two. points more. Well, you're playing 50 <sighs> points. So you could get, you know, you could get two upgrade cards on top of that. Uh, Depends the on the board, cards. Most the of the board, board cards are like eight points. Yeah, most oh, of the board wow. cards are really okay. expensive. There's a couple of crew members in the Borg Soong um, expansion pack that are really cheap, but they'd be kind of useless in the scenario, except for just the board, the main Borg tactical cube in the center would just eat the upgrade cards. They probably they probably thought about that, actually, because Borg shooting Borg doesn't make a lot of sense. They probably put picked 50 <laughs> points to try well, and drop that. 50 points was just what we were playing at um, this store. It's, it's normally 90 points plus your blind booster. Oh, okay, gotcha. And they just say, oh, if you're Borg, then you're rogue Borg, so that that's why the Borg are shooting you. Like, <laughs> well, for a minute there, I Re-ass- thought... Reassimilation. For a minute there, I thought they were smart, so I have to take that back. That's silly. <laughs> but uh, it is kind of interesting that, yeah, some of these OP events haven't favored the Borg too well, like the um, arena OP event with the captain battle. A lot of the Borg players were not particularly impressed because they generally have fewer ships, fewer captains, so they were at a bit of a disadvantage compared to somebody else that was spamming cheap ships with good captains. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the end, at the same time, like the Borg are really good factions, so... Some of the scenarios not being their, you know, forte actually makes a lot of sense. In a roundabout sort of a way, it actually helps balance out the uh, scenarios one month to the next a little bit. It's a little more true to the fluff. They're supposed to be ridiculously powerful, but get outsmarted by Picard and Riker all the time. So that makes they, sense. They walk like zombies, so I can understand that. They do walk like zombies. You always have to adjust your face. Maybe they just haven't had coffee yet, guys, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you have to assimilate a Starbucks. <laughs> then they'll be set. That would... That could be an interesting episode. <laughs> the Borg on coffee. They, they um, <laughs> just everybody getting shit done everywhere. 
first contact, they should have went after Seattle. There, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they were worried about Zephyrin Cochran. Like the middle of Ohio, <laughs> where the hell that dude was hanging out. Um, all right, so that was the first event. That was on the uh, that was Monday. on Monday. Tuesday, you guys actually made it out to Thunderground. We did, and uh, we lost blood too. Yes, yeah. there were mosquito invasions. <laughs> So anybody not from uh, our part of the the world, there is a mosquito infestation that is staggering how many are out there. Yeah, we had a really good summer, and then all of a sudden you turn around and they are everywhere. Like, I'm worried that my dog might be actually bled out outside. But anyways, so apparently besides the mosquitoes and that kind of thing, how would the, the day go for you guys? So, so this event was, uh, again with the booster packs, um, it was nothing preset. You basically, your entry fee got you four booster packs where you could make a fleet four up Four booster packs. Yeah, Sorry, but you three booster packs. Three, three booster three. packs. No, no, no. You, yeah, you, it was three booster three. packs. Three booster packs. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> three booster packs <laughs> for the entry fee. And then you made your fleet out of those three ships up to 90 points. So you actually didn't bring in any ships? No. Yeah, no. I actually we showed really up with like nothing. This. That we was really tokens, like that. Measuring six and dice. That was yeah, and your damage it. deck, what? I suppose. But well, that was... I, I brought my damage deck. You just told me to bring <laughs> dice and templates, okay? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I brought. It was implied. You can share. But, it's yeah. fine. That's how it works. So, yeah, that was that was actually one of the reasons why I wanted us all to go so bad to this because attack wing does get a little bit rowdy depending on what type of format you're playing. Um, but with a transphasics, pure, yeah, transphasic torpedoes and cloaking cutting board cubes and cutting beams and all the other shenanigans. Like having an event where it was purely the blind blues, blind blister booster. God damn it! Blind it's booster, booster, booster. But yeah, like having having that random luck of the draw element determining a lot about your ship build. It just adds such a unique flavor to the scenario that you wouldn't get normally. Okay, we'll talk about that later. How did your your games go, Ward? We'll talk well, about Ward's games I, first because I, I know they probably went poorly. I pulled. <laughs> so so in my in my. In my three boxes, I pulled the Federation ship, the Jaeger. Uh-huh. I pulled the um, Romulan ship, okay. which was just a little teeny tiny... Yeah, it's the bird original Trek um, yeah. Bird of Prey variant or yeah. whatever. And then I pulled the oh. Dominion ship, the Beetle there. So I got those three ships. Uh, I decked out the Jaeger with most of the stuff. Um, the Romulan ship. I made sure everybody had torpedoes so that way I could inflict as much damage as possible on the board. Yeah, because yeah, that's the one, the mission for this one, you're just, um, there's an unkillable Borg cube in the center that just smashes everything. Yeah, you just, and, and you, whoever does the most damage to it by wins. the end of the game is the winner. So, yeah. so it's just I, a race to rack up as many damage points as possible. Which that's gotcha. what I was going for, because I mean, my my Romulan ship only had like two attack dice, so I needed the, <laughs> I need those torpedoes on it for sure. So, Absolutely. Uh, so that's, that's how I decked it out. Um, I lost my first two games. Uh, I didn't get the doubled... Uh, points. I wasn't beat by 20 points either game, and then I won my last game, and I managed to double the points on on that one. So Nice. Cool. So I came out with a two and a... Or, sorry, two losses and one victory. Nice. Mike, how'd you do? Uh, pretty close, just a different order. Um, I lost <laughs> my first game. Uh, I'll, uh, just so you know, I got the, uh, the, the Jaeger, which is the Federation. I got the Maquis, and I got the Romulan. Is the three ships that I drew. Nice. So the Maquis, that one, is that one a much better ship? 
I you know what I like the Federation one the most because of the torpedo function where you don't have to yeah it's reload special them. ability it's special abilities you don't have to reload the torpedo so, so that good. one was like I take it just keep firing that's insane torps probably the, probably the best probably the best ship for the scenario yeah, yeah. but the mo- the mock you had you can still uh, do an evade action and that kind of, instead of no reload, you still have right? to target lock so. yeah oh gotcha but okay. instead of having to do a target lock and reload. an action to reload your torpedoes like you can just keep target locking and keep firing Fire. that's that's nuts that is pretty good so you can keep up really steady damage dice, which is awesome. Yep. And Shelby as well, who's one of the crew members I believe from the yeah. pack, lets she, you roll extra defense dice and yes. re-roll against Borg. She so. lets you roll, re-roll one extra defense dice against Borg. You get to re-roll all your blank defense dice with her as well. Oh, wow. And then you can also re-roll one blank attack dice. Mike, do you remember how many points Shelby is? Two. She's two, two points. She's two points. She's, she's going to be on yeah, a lot Shelby, Shelby's nuts. Everybody wants her. Shelby's yes. going to be on a lot of lists. You want it. <laughs> okay, so how did that that game? The first oh, game? I was going to mention that the Maki did have a cool kind of conversion. It's, I think it's a conversion beam, where you roll three attack dice, and then if you hit, you can allow to do roll another dice, and if that hits, you're uh, do it again up oh, to nice. three times, right? That's so, really cool. Okay. So, so what it is though is a lot of people just thought like you only had to hit once, but all three of your initial attack dice have to hit. Oh, okay. So that's oh, what okay. it is, and then you get the additional dice. Gotcha. To come on and you Are you allowed roll. to like use rerolls and stuff like that? Yes, to get you, the bonus you can dice? use your uh, nice. lock on to reroll, yeah. Yeah, so if you shoot three dice, you hit two and you miss one, and then you use your target lock to reroll the one to do a hit, then the three will hit. So it can actually pump out some dice. reliable damage. Potentially. Potentially. Uh, it's, That's really cool. It's, it's not, you don't need a target lock to shoot it, but you do have to disable it and then yeah. re-enable it. Mm, gotcha. So. But like, uh, like I said, won my fir- lost my first, won my second, lost my third. But it, it was a lot of fun, and I really, really did enjoy the fact that I wasn't going up against the super-tooled Voyager yeah. variants yeah, not, all the time. Not getting one-shotted on the top Or Borgs, overwhelming, you know? <laughs> whatever you want to call it. It was, everybody was on a level playing field. There might have been a little ups and downs here and there, but overall, this guy had a good fire with the Federation. This guy had a good Klingon fire agent, and it felt a lot level. Lot it more felt level. more balanced, you're yes. saying? Yeah. Yeah, people also, I'm sure, weren't as familiar with the ships. Yes. Hadn't had a lot of time to play test them unless they're... I but know, I enjoyed proxy. that. Uh, to me, that was a lot of fun, right? Yeah, I think sense. it's it's a really interesting way just to mix things up and do it different, because um, reading some of the battle reports from online where, you know, some of the people that have been playing in the more competitive environments, like where there's, you can mix fleets, you can do whatever the hell you want. There's some Klingon lists out there that are winning the scenario with like hundreds of damage points within the time limit. <laughs> like, it's crazy. You just pump out the projected stasis fields so the big port Borg thing just doesn't attack you, and you just fly circles around it, just shooting it for till the end of time because it's not shooting back. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that that game is pretty easy to win if you're playing that Klingon build. It's but. just going to be a store dependent thing then, like how your local store is running the event, right? So that brings us to our our main topic of the episode: this format that you guys played in. Uh, do we think that this would transfer to other systems? Because it seems like it was pretty pretty cool for uh, Tackwing. Um, I can totally see this transferring to X Wing. I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah, and um, to get a little bit of background too, I know uh, Tom was quite looking forward to discussing this before, you know, migraines set in, but um, he was saying like, um, you know, you compare it to some of the other game systems like uh, like Magic and stuff, right? Where um, Magic, like if you're... Well, that's the way it if works. Yeah, if you you're, buy a deck to play. 
Friday, so, Friday Night Magic. Yeah. yeah, you you if you're gonna play in a tournament, you have to pick up a new deck to play. Basically. Yeah, there's um, I'm sure there are different uh, tournament formats as well, but a lot of them they do have the like the sealed deck events where you get mm-hmm. what you get, and like that's what you play with. And um, so that way, someone who's just you know spending five hundred dollars to buy all the ridiculously op cards and like the super optimized lists, like um, you know, it kind of takes that part of the equation out of it and you can actually have like a more level playing field for everybody well wizards of the coast has been really good with that sort of stuff they make they they know how to run those events i mean with the way they do their judging and that kind of thing it makes sense that they would be able to do that because the entry like the the barrier to entry to get a new deck and start playing you unwrap the foil and you're good to go right and i think that's why attack wing and x-wing this would work too is because you just unbox your model your cards are there you're ready to go when you start moving this into uh, the more traditional miniature games, that's where I kind of think this kind of breaks down. It does. It does actually, but which is too bad. Yeah. I actually don't like that. I'm I'm on the fence about it because I mean, I like I like the aspect of like the random aspect is is kind of cool for sure, but I also like playing with things that I want. So like if I'm no, there's nothing there wrong. And like, I we're just saying that it's nice to mix it up once in a while because From a every standpoint. event, if everybody has the optimized superpower list, it gets really monotonous and really boring. Mm-hmm. Whereas, well, it's exactly if you're, it. you're if you're given this blind pack, you now have to do you your to best think. and you have to adjust and optimize your own things and you're not going to be able to do that on the fly as good as you well, could of something you played 20 times that's been built for X amount of years. That's what I was going to say is the the number of nights at Onslaught, I mean, it's obviously a case that they were good, that people wanted to use them. Yeah, almost every list seemed to have two Imperial Knights in it. Yeah, so you end up with, there's there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they're a great model, they're good on the battlefield, but... Do you want to see every list have two knights? That's kind of one of the things that I like about this is you're not going to face like, okay, it doesn't make any sense. You've got a federation, Romulans, and yeah. whatever else flying around together having a great time. It doesn't make a ton of sense. Well, but in I this really... case, it's just whoever the hell gets in the Borg's way, put their differences aside and try desperately yeah, to attack sense. the Borg. Yeah, yeah. It the makes c- sense. The scenario works out for sure for this. But right? I, mean, so. I get what you're saying, Ward, where you want to build, like, I want to play my Wraith army. And you can't in those kind of events because you just don't know what you're going to get. No, and I I think mixing up is fine. Um, and then, like, I mean, I went. I knew what I was getting into. Absolutely, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I wasn't objecting for that for no, anything. No, it's still going to be fun. So, but I mean, it's... Would I do it all the time? No, because I'm going to get yeah. a lot of doubles. I'm going to get things that I don't want. Oh, exactly. Like, there's... Right? That's the big There's thing. five different mm-hmm. variants of ships in the, in the blind boosters right now, so... Yeah. Um, when they do, supposedly when they do the next, um, set of three Borg scenarios, there might be another five ships, but yeah, you definitely couldn't do the same format every single time till the end of time. Like, unless you really just want not feasible. a ton of, what is it? Patrol ships that you have? Randals. So many patrol ships, <laughs> so many Maquis Raiders. I mean, I've, I've got, I got two Jaegers and two of the... Romulan ships. So, perfect, I mean, you're I'm, set. I mean, that's, that's what I, that's what I happen to play. So it works out perfect for me, but I mean... Like, next event that I go to, it's just like, what am I going to draw? Can I trade it away from something else if And I that trading element is actually kind of fun, too, where it's... I mean, there's totally just why trading cards are popular, though, is because people want something else, and that's where you get the bartering, and that's part of the, the fun, right? Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those weird things where if you asked me... If it was a game that I'd never played before, like, a year ago, I probably would have said, that's stupid. Like, yeah, why would you want random ships and have to try and trade and all the rest of it? But... There is something about it where, again, wouldn't necessarily want to do it every week, but 
once in a while just to bring back that old nostalgia. It does make you feel like a kid again, you know? Yeah. Dep- de- for me, it's it, it's going to be event-dependent. So, I mean, like, if the next set of board collective, uh, all the stores in town are just doing one booster pack uh, at each, yeah, I, I'd end up going to multiple events. If one event was doing, like, like Roy's where he's doing, like, three um booster packs i might go to that and then see what i end up mm-hmm. with and then depend yeah that. if you get all if the I'm ones you want to... maybe you don't need to go to all the other ones especially the other if you events. win and get one of the prize ships too that too right that's because i want the game. raven it's multi-phasic shields or whatever they're called like holy crap those things sound good okay <laughs> but more to the point how would you transition this into other systems um i think the easiest one to do it with uh would be x-wing where you wouldn't necessarily have to do it where um, you're having to, like, purchase a ship and then use it. Because, you know, the cause the the thing with Attack Wing is all these ships and the upgrade cards are exclusive to the event. So, like, the Jaeger, for example, you're not getting that anywhere else. You're not getting those upgrade cards. You're not getting those crew, those captains. Like, um, whereas X-Wing, it, you wouldn't necessarily want to buy everything. But if there was a system where it was like, okay, you, like, randomly draw one of the small ship classes out of a hat, then you have to include one of those and build your list around it. Something like that could be really fun, too, because there are a lot of people out there where, you know, they have their kind of comfort zone lists with one or two variations, and that's what they play. I think the way you could do it, too, is you could have Imperial players have one hat and uh, Rebel players have another hat, and it's just simply you pull what you have to play. And it's with X-Wing, most players will have some of the more basic ships. Like, you're probably if you're a Rebel player, you're probably going to have a Y-Wing, an A-Wing, and an X-Wing. Yeah, it seems like the majority, at least around here, every almost everybody who plays owns everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not all, they're not at all as crazy as everybody. us. Where <laughs> It's not like where I have, what, like eight interceptors and like three each of the big ships. And... They'll have one of the basic <laughs> ships. They're going to yeah. have a TIE fighter, they're going to have a TIE interceptor, they're going to have a TIE bomber. Yeah, likely. most people have one or two of everything, so I think it is a very feasible event. And because there is so much variety in the game, like, it can reintroduce you to some things that you don't normally play with. Yeah, I, I mean, think, if, I think you had be to, if you would force somebody to play with a TIE bomber, that would be kind of cool. Like, you don't see a lot of those around. I think. Yeah, there's a few players out there that really like them, but generally those yeah. are one of the least uh, least common ones. But be kind of cool. Yeah, I put if you, you know, have to put it in your list, there are ways to make them, you know, pretty good for that 25-point range. You can take the more basic ones and... Throw on a couple of torpedoes or a bomb, and like they're they're not that hard. They're not bad. It's just that you know they're not necessarily the list that everybody's taking. I also think it's going to be this kind of format will be useful in smaller game systems. So like I don't think it's going to be useful in like Forty K or Fantasy. Well, like, let's because talk about War Machine with War the machi- sideboard. War How machine does that work? could do that more. Uh, War Machine. The the way that I think that they do it partially is. At specific events, they'll have, like, the unique jacks or units or whatever that we were talking about on the last episode of the episode before. Yeah, what are those uh, campaigns called or whatever? Like, isn't it, like, Tears of Khan or something like that? That's the current one going on right now. So, like, every year they'll do, like, it's, like, four, like, little mini ones. Like, so every three months there'll be a month event uh, going on. And there's a unique model or um, unit in that event, that sort of thing. And that's how they kind of, like get more interested in, like, some uh, some of their models that aren't typically used or, or mm-hmm. what have you, right? Um, kind of like their epic versions, except specific to that. But yeah, it's that only, only valid when the, yeah. within that campaign. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, if, if, they, if they did something where you have to use that in your force then um, for that month or whatever, that could be kind of cool, where you kind of have to build your lists around something else. That makes sense to me. I think that would be kind of cool. That, that, that would be neat. Um, 
this format, if you're playing like the bigger games, I can see it being more of like beer and pretzels hanging out with friends. Mm-hmm. Tournaments, it's gonna it would be way too much. Like trying to build your lists, like because yeah. I mean, like we got there at six thirty, and then we were building lists out of the yeah. three packs. Of see, what I like the got, idea so. where you're mixing up and kind of having the ability to. I think what you have to move towards is the sideboard style mentality, where you have a list, but then you also have a few units you can swap out with something extra. So it's not quite a blind booster because you can't do that in War Machine. You can't do that in 40K where you're no. like, you've got to, you'd also not only have to build your list, you'd have to build the model. That takes a lot of time. And then what do you do with painting? And it just gets to be a nightmare. So I think the only way you can do something sort of similar is to, I don't know, maybe have, like, let's say for 40K, you'd have to pick three Warlords. And at the beginning of the game, D3. That's what you're playing with. That would be... I mean, 40 yeah. players, I think, would lose their minds over that. Yeah, I don't know if that's something that they would really <laughs> go for. Especially because so many of the different HQ types within an army have completely oh, so different synergy. points costs. Well, yeah, that too. Like, some of them change the force arc charts. Some of them change the way your list functions, you know? like it's... I never thought of points cost, but you're totally right. <laughs> I mean, It's like, all right, do I get my 50-point Psyker or do I get Marnius Calgar? <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be a good thing. Uh, but no, I mean, I can't think of a way to really do it in those games that makes sense. Yeah, I think if you're looking for... I like the idea if, of the War Machine if, one, though, if where you get if, your campaign. If you're doing, the Malifaux one will work, too. How does Malifaux work? You pick one faction, and then... You roll what your objectives are, and then you're allowed to know what your faction of your opponent is, and then from there you go, okay, this is the gang I'm playing now. And they oh, do so the it's same just more thing. you you uh, you get to pick your list after you've decided what the victory conditions are and who your and opponent who is. And who your opponent so is. So it's not yes. quite the same as like pulling a random model. No, no, but it, it stops things happening where you get a Grey Knight's demons and the demons get slaughtered. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, not the you, you, It stops you with the bad matchup. Yes, it, it kills that. Yeah, it takes more time to fi- set up the game. Not if you're ready. Game... If you're ready for it and you know what you're doing at this point, it's not that because you're only spending really? X amount of stones. So it's not like you have to go get a calculator. I'm at 1150 and two points, blah, blah, blah. I got to figure out. It's like, okay, one, two, three, six, ten, twenty six, thirty one. I'm going to take some. There, done. So your, your list it's a is lot up to, easier to 30 make. points kind yeah. of thing. So it's not like 1850 and you're trying yeah. to figure out 1796, Six, what do I do yeah. for... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So it's a lot easier, a lot faster. Okay, it makes sense. The the other thing that War Machine does too, well, I mean, the GrazCon, um, they do an event on their Sundays, I think usually called Who's the Boss? Tony Danza! Tony Danza! Hold me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> um, I wasn't sure where you're going with that one. Wasn't sure at all. You never heard that. Um, so Not Tony Danza. What they Tiny do, Dancer. Yeah. Tony Ryan Boyd. They'll spin a wheel, and that's the caster that you get to use with the army that you built. So it doesn't matter what faction, anything. So they wants. provide the casters, though, because you might not have, I don't know, Denegra or whatever. I assume you're, you're not going to have the club, all, like, I think. 150 casters yeah, in the I, game. The club as a whole, I'm pretty sure, provides you the caster. all of them have a caster, or they'll say, hey, yeah. anybody bring him down this army? Can you bring down this caster? So you wheel a fortune, your caster. Yeah, which is kind of, <laughs> I, that's kind of cool. So, I mean, and then. It's super cool. But they'll they'll switch focus to fury, fury to focus yeah. between the two systems, that sort of thing too. So. But things get insane. Absolutely, yeah, that's the whole point. Could be like my god, I don't know if I'd actually want to play in that. Like, what happens if you get like Father Lucan, who works with all sorts of like buffing, uh, not uh, vectors and that kind of thing. You get him in like a, a, a 
Horde's army. It just doesn't make any sense. Should have spun the wheel better. Like that's so rough. <laughs> so rough. But yeah, these these as like for fun, you know, they're, yeah. they're not the same kind of competitive. They're not events, the hardcore right? tournaments. But I think the thing is with the attack wing events is it could be a competitive event. Mm. You know what I mean? I feel like it's so level and the system is then it's so simple. To, uh, it's then it, then to me it's your tactics. That it's a little bit of luck, but also a lot of tactics. I think it's how well you play the game. And this, I really like it. This, I like this idea. This this one I think came down to tactics too, because I mean you had two guys. If they pulled the same ships, would they build the same? No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, because with then all those cases, with... you get you get more points than you can fit into the army list in the attack wings, you know, format. Mm-hmm. Like you might get, th- if you added up all the cards in a set, it might be like 35, 40 points. So you have to trim a lot of it down. Like there is still room for variety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, this is a, a deep hole that we could talk about with, uh, with is list building a tactic? Like that's, is that part of tactics? Is list building part of the game? Yeah, I, that's a really difficult conversation. That's, I think that's should, a big, that's a big They're definitely related. Like they're, yeah. if you don't have something, you can't use that in part of your strategy. <laughs> yeah. I, it's anyways, we should, uh, we should, did you guys like the OP event? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I'm really, uh, really quite sad that I didn't get to make it out to this particular one at Thunderground. Cause I do like the, the board collective setups. I really like the way they were running it with the, um, you know, purely random lists. It's a good community out there too. And, and yeah, there's lots of good people. I was really looking forward to seeing some of them for the first time in a month or two. There's, or so. there's a there's a bunch going on because I know that Happy Harbor is running their month two tonight. Yeah, I believe it may have wrapped up like an hour ago. Probably. <laughs> and then uh, I know Dustin's <laughs> running more at Tag. Yeah, Adventure Skill, uh, that's, um, that's where I played on Monday and yeah. they're going to be running. Uh, they're going to be putting the dates up on their Facebook page, I believe, um, pretty soon. Or at least on the Edmonton Attack yep. Wing page. Check it out. Cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it should be should be fun. And uh, depending on you know signups and availability and stuff, they may be doing um, similar like alternate squad setups just for the sake of variety. Because uh-huh. yeah, you can't just play hundred hundred point matches till the end of time. Mixing up is good. Well, you could. You could. You'd just be bored. <laughs> you might not want to. So that was that was more games of the week and topic of the week. Uh, We'll move into... I didn't play in any of those, so I'm going to move into my game of the week. Uh, I played some 40k with Ward. Woohoo! You totally S- forgot about me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm he sorry. was more you excited played. about 40k, though. Yeah. Yeah, we play a game. Yeah, 40, 40k is <laughs> oh, oh, to you. <laughs> we play a game. Uh, you so, know. Okay, well, let me, let me so mention real quick. Right we now. spent some time together. Yeah. The reason... I'm so Me and Mike played a game of dystopian, playing with the new rules. We, we muddled our way through it. It was a good game, a lot of fun. I lost, so I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but the reason that I want to talk about the 40K of, uh, game that we played is it was surprisingly fun. I decided that I was going to give 40K a bit more of a chance than I had before after seeing some of the lists that have been winning tournaments and what was going on. And we decided to play a... Baby Steps? Baby Step game. We played a 500-point game. Ward, tell me what you brought. Two tactical squads and a librarian terminator. Yep, with a storm shield. That was yeah. He had a storm shield, and then the tactical squads had heavy bolters, plasma guns, and the sergeant had power fists. Yep, that was it. That was it. That was five hundred points on the nose. And imperial fist. Imperial fist chapter tactics because it's ward. Of course, it's imperial fist. Painted ward. Yeah, they were fully painted. Fully painted. painted. Green. Um, (laughs) They were mine. (laughs) <laughs> and, and partially mine. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh wow. the heavy bolters were Dan's. That's yeah, right. Because I don't own. 
between our two salamanders. Who needs heavy bolters? Like, hey, what's that? My salamander is used heavy <laughs> bolters. Because who needs to reroll shit? Do you see shit? this look? Do you see what this that's look why, is? That's why they got wiped out. Um, I played my Tyranids. I played uh, my... I played a really weird Tyranid list at 500 points. I took a Moloch, Swarmlord, and 20 Gaunts. <laughs> so, the thing that was... It was actually a really close game. We played uh, we played a Maelstrom mission. We played the first one, which I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. But it's one where you get six cards, that kind of thing. We cut down the number of objectives from six across a 4x4 four four board to three. And we kind of halved yep. the uh, objectives if you, you know... Six became three, that kind of thing. Um, what did you think of the Maelstrom mission? I I liked it. Um, you made the, the one key change, didn't you? If it's an impossible yes, objective, you get yes. to redraw a card. So, for example, if you draw kill a flying monstrous creature and a bastion in the, or a fortification in the same term, you don't you can replace those and get new ones because that's stupid. Your opponent didn't take them. Exactly. Yep. So you you enjoyed it. You thought it was cool. I thought I thought it was good. Um, I liked how your swarm lord failed uh, his first psychic test. So, yep, just about got sucked right into the war. <laughs> yep, first first dice roll of the game rolled apparels number one, or was it two d six chart for a two? Uh, no, it's one. You roll the one. <laughs> Just, all right, so yeah, I just, might lose most of my army right here. I just remember the first... The my first, one synapse creature, too. Not only yeah. my HQ, <laughs> the one synapse creature. Yeah, the first the first psychic power cast of the game came down to leadership test or remove the model from play <laughs> and Swarm Lord. <laughs> Would have been so badass. Would have been you awesome. Roll eight, eight? I rolled an eight. Like, it wasn't, oh. it wasn't enough. He stuck around. Um, so you actually got to play the game. <laughs> yeah, so you you pulled that Maelstrom card and managed to get that one point for fail the psychic test or something along those yeah, lines. Which which was handy. So and then my librarian just sucked. Oh yeah. Two uh two flesh borer shots. Yep. Two armor saves the entire game. Terminator failed armor. Failed them both. Took two saves from Gaunts and in dead. separate turns. Not like it was two <laughs> dice from the same shooting. It was like, oh yeah. I gotta make one save. Oh, lose a wound. Next turn, lose a wound, dead. <laughs> It was it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was unbelievably bad. My swarm lord managed to actually die. Uh, he made so many feel no pains. Oh, it was it it was yeah. actually a really fun game. I had a blast. The psychic phase actually seemed like it was pretty decent. But we were talking about this earlier with only like four dice. And the other thing too is it's like right. we weren't like summoning like oh let me bring in like twenty guys here and like whatever right we weren't so. doing well malefic. Powers are really bad because if you ever roll a double, you're perilsing, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not a demon. So you could be crazy. I was not going to do that with Stormlord. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, I, th I think the way that we played it was good. I, I want to give 40k um, more chances for sure. Uh, I'm game for another 500 point game. Today. That was a blast. Yeah, dude. Uh, and it was close. Like, you're not, like, one. So one the points, it came down to. Face. Mike, I know I lost our game. I'm sorry. I wouldn't want to talk right. about it. But I got pretty badly crushed in that. This game against Ward, I only lost by one point. It was eleven to ten. That's right. Yeah, I should I should retire from this game as well. Yeah, so you'll be victorious I'm in seventh, undefeated in sixth. Oh, seven. you're gonna do that again? Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, you actually did do that though, didn't you? You did oh, yeah. play another yeah, game. Played one you game played. in oh, I fifth. Played, I played. I played more than one game. You played one game in fifth. Well, sixth. Was it? I thought it was fifth. You played one game. No, no. It was six. You six, played you one, one game. game. That would make sense. It's only out two years. One yeah. game in two years. That seems like a ward number. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, no problem. Hey, I'm doing better. I'm playing more games. You now. are. You're playing a lot more games so. with pre-painted stuff. 
I'm just cutting you down as much as I can here. Until you played that dystopian wars tournament. That's true. Yeah, with his mostly yeah. painted army. Mostly painted. Until you it get was your fist recolor. Until you get your oh, fist okay. painted. Okay, it right. just it didn't have everything that I wanted. No problem, tricolor. And work. I still like friggin' was right behind Tom. So until you get your fist painted, you're gonna get mocked forever. Yeah, pretty much. That's the way it's gonna go. Do you just, see this I'm face? Just, and seeing as how Tom plays right Iron now, Warriors, so. they'll probably mock you even after you finish your Imperial fists. Oh yeah, it'll be between. That's true. He sure, will. That's so. right. There's gonna there's a good grudge there. So no, but that game of 40k was super fun. Uh, it's the first game of 40k I've played in about three months, so I'm feeling kind of optimistic. I Has it even it been be three good. months since it came out? Yeah. Is it June? I think so. Yeah, it's been June was the last time I played. This summer just evaporated. What the hell happened? I know, hey. But uh, so that brings us to the next thing. We're we're looking at doing some traveling to maybe play some 40k down in the states next year. We're gonna leave it at that. We'll see what uh, Hobby Night in Canada does as a group for those we events. We need jerseys. We're going to need some jerseys. <laughs> Got to represent. Well, we need some hockey jerseys. There's no option here. <laughs> Could be a little hot where we're planning on going, though. That's okay. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see where that takes us. But uh, in the meantime, I think we'll just you know keep playing some of those smaller games and potentially play some of those uh, smaller like uh, mini campaigns and stuff like that and uh, go to more events around the city. Wait, we've got some ideas in store for some campaigns coming up for uh, X-Wing and 40K that we're going to it's going to be kind of neat to share with you guys to yeah. I think we uh, once we're done getting our asses handed to us in this painting <laughs> challenge, uh, September will roll around. And I'm uh, trying. Yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike, 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 you're, you're, Mike, we're well aware you're the one carrying the team and that's okay. We thank you for it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, once September rolls around and we get some time to do a little more gaming, we're, we got some pretty cool stuff in store. Yeah, looking forward to it. Stay tuned. All tell, right. Tell your friends. As always, I'm Steve. I'm Ward. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. And keep playing games because there's paint no Tom your here. Models. Yeah, there's I'm no sure Tom here to yell at you to I'm paint I'm sure your Tom models. would say paint your fucking models, so let's leave it at that. There's no Tom here to t- say that, though. So play some games. Yeah. Sure, that too. <laughs>